So I was in uh, Phoenix over the weekend. Tyler and I ran the Rock and Roll Marathon in Phoenix. Uh, Full uh, marathon. Uh, half marathon. Okay. Half marathon. There was a, I think it was a 5K on Friday, and then on, no, on Saturday and Sunday, there was a 10K and a half marathon. They did not do a marathon. So we ran the half uh, marathon. And uh, Well, let, let me ask you real quick, what is the rock and roll part? Was there a rock and roll element about it, that there was bands playing along it's the way? A franchi- there- the rock and roll marathon is a franchise, and they used to have them in Seattle. They're all over the country, and by that I mean maybe like, I don't know, 10 cities or something like that. And uh, And then they have some international spots, too. And the rock and roll component is there are bands that play, they seem to be playing... I don't know, maybe every couple, two or three miles, there's a band set up at a mile marker kind of cool, thing, okay. a live live band that's playing. And then even on a boulevard there in Phoenix or uh, where, uh, maybe, yeah, I think it was Phoenix where we, where we were running. We ran from Phoenix into maybe Scottsdale or no, Tempe. It was Tempe into Scottsdale. But anyway, they had speakers lining on this boulevard going for like a, I don't know, quarter mile, maybe almost a half mile that was blaring rock and roll music. So that's that's the part of it. Anyways, um, I saw something that I had not seen before, and I took a picture of it and I posted it up on Facebook, and some people uh, had, had some comments about uh, about this. In driving around Phoenix and Tempe, uh, I saw these driverless cabs that were out there uh these rideshare vehicles now we had talked about the ones in california because they kicked those things off the road at the end of last year the waymos they were like yeah they'd collectively break down or something would go haywire with them they would congregate in an (laughs) intersection and wouldn't move and there was some kind of problem and they couldn't get those things to move that was one of the issues another there were from some accidents with them so they're off the roads in California, but they're not in Phoenix. They are all over the place. I mean, like, well, you don't see, you know, you probably don't, you don't see taxi cabs anywhere anymore anyway, rarely. It's kind of rare to see a taxi cab, but you don't see any taxi cabs in Phoenix. And it's sometimes it's hard to tell if that's a ride share or this or that, but you see these things all over the place in, in Phoenix. And you can tell them because, they're, it's the same kind of I forget what kind of vehicle it is. Uh, yeah, They're all they all it, look yeah. the same. But I took a picture of it and I put it up on our on our Facebook page. And it's got this dome on top of the car on the roof of the car that kind of spins around. I guess it's a navigational piece. It's like one on of those there. radar planes. Yeah, that has the big thing on. So top they of are it. unmistakable. You know them when you see them. Plus, there's just other navigational. You see them and you get out of the street that that stick around. And so I would. Yeah. So they're there. They are there and uh, and they're wandering the streets of Phoenix. And they just announced in the last few days that this month, for the first time, they're going to test them on the freeways. So they're going to they're going to put them in the HOV lanes to begin with. When they test, they will actually have somebody in the vehicle. But right now, when you see them on the streets of Phoenix, Tempe, wherever, there's nobody in there. It's it's the weirdest thing. And the windows are kind well, you of... You don't have to tip anybody. The windows are tinted slightly, so you can't, like, you can't... I mean, you can see in there, but you can't really see in there that well, so that makes it kind of creepy when they're moving around. 
And the people in Phoenix. So did you ride in one? I didn't, and I oh. should have. I should have. I I should. I would have done it just for the show purposes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I when I let when we were leaving town, it kind of went through my head, and especially when I got home yesterday and I started reading some stories about. It, I'm like, man, I should have done it just to just to have done it, just to have done the experience for us, just to just to talk about. Uh, in reading the news stories in Phoenix, there were not a lot of complaints about the biggest complaint about the ride the riderless driverless rideshare vehicle is that i guess they they'll park sometimes in front of people's houses waiting to go out on a run so you'll you'll come out your house and you will see this these you know this this vehicle space taxi yeah you'll see this space taxi with the tinted windows and nobody's in there and it just does it kind of looks weird hmm. i suppose you get used to it after a while just the look of the vehicle and that there's nobody inside that thing. Uh, and so that's the biggest complaint is wonder, that people don't like them parking in their neighborhood and just kind of like sitting there. I wonder if you can roll down the window or control the radio or have any kind of, you know, control of the car's features at all. Like, you know, because if, you know, if you get out of the car and leave the window down, the driver roll the window up or something, you know, but it, if, if that if there's not if there's nobody in there. The video I saw. When the car pulled up like the handle to open a door does not it it extricates it. It pops out when it picks up a fare and otherwise it goes kind of like back inside. So you can't it looked like you, you couldn't even open. open nah, you couldn't even open a door. You know, if you saw one in your neighborhood or something or in a parking lot, it's not like you could you could open that unless you have the app mm-hmm. and, and and you engage it that way. Um, but some of the comments that, that came in on online from our our listeners were uh, Shanna says, no way they don't yield to they don't yield to emergency vehicles. She says, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, Danny says, and I've heard this rumor. I think we've talked about this before. Rumor has it that sitting a traffic cone on their hood disables them. Well, th- that probably breaks would block up signal, that yeah. that navigational uh, system. Uh, Bill said, I hear they suck around construction zones on highways and ignore law enforcement and accident scenes. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. And Justin, who streams us from, he lives in Phoenix and he listens to us on the stream, says, it can't be any worse than Phoenix drivers. I live here and people are terrible. So he seems to believe it's an improvement on uh, on that. I, I would try it just for the novelty. How do you exchange novelty. information with somebody like, you know, like if you, if you get hit by one of these, what is the insurance exchange about? Who do you talk to? Is there a number or card or something? Can you call on Google? There that, I, it's I, a Google. This is a Google yeah. thing. I don't know if you yeah, if you call Yeah, good Google. luck calling Google. Yeah, I got <laughs> I into a Google car it. accident in Phoenix. <laughs> like you Google it. Yeah. And that that that's what you do. That's how you you get around it. So, uh the the uh, I didn't see like a lot of people complaining about them in Phoenix. I would again I do it just for the novelty to see what it's like. One of the advantages in the news stories that I read was that you don't have to tip anybody. Yeah. There's no tipping and they claim that it's cheaper. Because there's no there's nobody to tip, um, so I, I don't know. And nobody to sue. John. There's, well, there's <laughs> there's always some always somebody to sue. 